and welcome to Hey Mando, the show where we talk about The Mandalorian. We are on Season 2, Episode 7. I am right now tweeting that we're live because I forgot to do that. Uh, We're live talking The Mandalorian. All right, and then I think I spelled that right, and then we just paste the link. All right, and then we hit tweet, and you know what? That's how we do it. We do it once the show has already started. Um. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined as always by Wade. Hi, Wade. Dude, what is up, fellas? Oh, man, was this some fucking fun. Uh, dude, I stayed up till three in the morning to watch this shit. Yeah. And I wanted to watch it again immediately after I watched it. But I was like, dude, I can't do that. I got to go to bed. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was waiting for my kid to leave for school this morning. I was like, come on, just go. if there's ever a reason to go to school it's so that i can watch star wars that's the only reason (laughs) i love it of course hello dean i'm liking the shirt yeah Um, is there any particular reason did something happen did something happen yesterday that i don't yeah um um, the HBO mm. Max ate some humble pie. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. did. They, they, I mean, they didn't get slapped around, but they did get slapped across the face. Um, yeah. Yes. So. <laughs> and they managed to do, they managed to flex back hard and also do it in a way that didn't irritate the, the movie theater experience and piss everyone mm. off. You know, no. I was surprised. I would have had it the other way in my head. I would have thought Disney would have been the ones to to ruffle the feathers, and turns out that they come in looking pretty good. But we're not here to talk crazy about crazy announcements. No. Yeah. Although no. some of it might Although, factor in. Yeah, the, the, we might talk a little bit about two of those specifically, but uh, we are here to talk about the Mandalorian season two, episode seven. This is what chapter fifteen. Uh, it is titled The yep. Believer, written and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. Um And uh, I liked the episode. I think that this episode had little enough in it that we can do our non-spoilers to start and then get into spoilers after the yeah. break. Because okay. there's like one thing in there that I can really think of that's like massive. But um, I enjoyed the episode. I finished it and I went, Oh, we're done. Um, it felt like it felt like an episode that should have been weird. earlier in the season. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Um. Yeah, yeah. I was expecting something such completely different from this episode. I thought we were going to get some long drawn out prison breakout kind of episode. Yeah. And we kind of get done with that in the first couple of minutes, which. At first, I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, they, they, just, they just walk in there and, and walk out again. But then a lot of the kind of stuff that I was expecting to see, we, we, we still get to see that kind of stuff, but in a, in a different context than, mm. than expected. But that's later on. Um, big fan of um, Rick Famuyiwa. Am I saying that, that surname correctly? Famuyiwa? Um, I think it's something like that. Yeah. yeah, the movie Dope is one of my all-time favorite movies that is so good and i loved his um did he do one episode or two episodes last season i know he did the um the jawa episode I, yeah i think he did yeah and he did uh, the, the prison ship episode 
Yeah. Yeah. Two of the, the better episodes I saw of last season. And uh, I was really impressed with the writing and some direct and some of the directing. It wasn't as crazy visually as last week, but you know, that's a, that Robert Rodriguez is a high order. But I thought this episode was really well written. Big fan, Jay. Oh, dude, I love this episode so much. Um, I'm not going to go as far as saying like, oh, it's it's my favorite. Uh, it's not my favorite, but it was really really good. Um. There were a lot of things visually, especially that reminded me that just put me back in that uh, that headspace of the original trilogy, uh, which was really cool. I really, really love how, and not just in this episode, but the episode where uh, he crashed his uh, or the uh, the Razor Crest fell into the water. Um, we're seeing the use of Imperial Walkers in different ways, you know, I other than for battle and stuff, and that's yeah. really. Yeah, uh, that was one of my favorite things in that episode was the Walker crane, and then we get like Walker trash magnet things, and yeah, whatever they're doing on that prison place. Yeah, and Bill Burr killed it. He just crushed this episode, dude, so hard. Um, there were a lot of little references to other movies and other genres in this too, like within like. Uh, either scenes themselves or moments within scenes. Um, And I'm going to get to one of those later that I just absolutely loved. Um, And I love where it put me in my mind when it happened too. But yeah, dude, overall, this was just a magnificent episode. Loved it. It, Dude, Boba Fett is just a, just looking at him, he is a bad motherfucker. Shining armor. Yeah, and he did up his you know, cleaned up his armor, which I, yeah, I understand, but I kind of, there's that old school nostalgia part of me. That's like, man, I would have, I think it would have been cooler if he just would have left all those years of wear and tear and scars on it and just rocked it the way it was. But I understand it's been a long time since he's been away from that armor, dude. Well, five years or so, five, six years. I think it's the whole time like what can i do yeah. with that suit when i get it back and he's got a little lcd screen built into the chest plate i don't know what that's for statistics i don't know but I, Where, i'm here for it okay speaking of the the boba fett and his suit and everything uniform whatever uh i've been where is uh where is mando's little amy thing i think he just doesn't have one well, but yeah, I mean, that's my point. Been. Like, why? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Not you know, all maybe. I don't know. Yeah. You know, or, maybe it's like when you've got like is that you... only for the rocket, or isn't that used for? Uh, that's used for other stuff too, right? Like just in general surveying stuff like that. I don't know, but that's always struck me as a little odd. But then again, I mean, not all. Uh, like I, I mean, I can't. Well, I can't say not all because I can't recall. But uh, the Mandalorians down in the little uh, underground spot uh, with the armor. Um, I don't know. I I know at least a couple of them had those little antenna thingies on their helmets, the viewfinder yeah. thing. But I can't say that they all did, or I don't know. But no, I've been wondering that because it the helmet looks cool as hell, no matter what. But I mean, if you've grown up with Boba Fett and shit, then 
you always kind of notice it kind of looks like something's missing. But then again, he's not Boba Fett. So we keep telling you, man. I think... we keep telling you. <laughs> well, in my mind, he is, but you know, in reality. I think for the most part, it seems that the members of Death Watch don't have those because the armorer didn't have one, and it looks like the other people in. Okay. I guess yeah, none I, of them did have any then. I was wrong. Yeah, I felt like they're kind of like just more old school, you know, in their beliefs. And that I think that's just reflected in the armor. So less of like the fancy targeting rocket computers. But they, have the, they got the whistling, the whistling birds. and Yeah, he's got that. That's some fucking tech. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Um I just think even of it their like, helmets have tech inside, like as far as the visor. Yeah, like he'll do thermal scans on the ground and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just weird, man. Uh, I don't know. Imagine if he did have that rocket launcher. Like those Jawas wouldn't have stand in a chance. They would have been oh, gone man. in a second in that episode. Just ah, oh, you, you see you taking off there in your big square ship track tractor thing. Pop. There you oh. go. Give me my stuff back. You know, so maybe it's just a writing thing. I just think of it as like it, you know, like in a shooting game or something where you get like your different classes. So some people have got like heavy stuff, some people have got lighter stuff, and he's kind of just got an all round. I don't know. They yeah. look cool. It's they not, function. you know, it's and not they get the job done. Just, you know, I like that thing. It looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> Justice for IPs. <piece. laughs> Did you? Did we lose you, Sean? No, there you are. You froze for a second. Yes. There, you're back now. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm. I'm having internet issues. I'm just. You guys keep talking. Oh, right on, right on. Um, one thing though, uh, I'm not. It was around this time, kind of. But uh, when they uh, when the yeah, when they picked up Bill Burr and the Slave One flies off, and we saw how it works because I've always wondered with that thing how it's positioned all the time. I mean, we've seen how the cockpit is from uh, from uh, the the prequels. Prequels, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the rest of it always just looked really weird. And how would you have passengers in there? And how like that thing yeah. spins as the move, ship moves. This is just awesome, dude. And it was really. And that's that's one of those little details that if they hadn't put that in there, no one would have missed it or even thought about it. But yeah. They, Whoever thought about that was like, dude, that would be really cool. And it was yeah. really cool. Yeah, this, this, this show's laden with that stuff. I mean, that's, you know, a lot of the writing is pretty, you know, mission-based and that kind of stuff. But it's all of those little details that elevate it as much as it has. And I think that's the stuff that people, you know, because we're not talking about it in terms of, like, amazing character development, like, people with Game of Thrones with, I would say that this episode, we get so much of that character development. I think from, from Mando, we get a lot out of Mando that we don't get. His last episode, kind of Mando-like, really. It was pretty focused on, on Boba Fett last week. Um, and rightly so, you know, he, he, he's waited 30 or 40 years to, um, to make his return. But, you know, he kind Mando did get a little bit sidelined as far as the action went last week, and do they make up for it this time? He's doing some great stuff. We um, they do. this whole episode is just like classic, 
you know, like we had, you know, samurai, western, then we kind of had a little dabble of the horror with the spiders and stuff. This one's just a straight out classic action movie, which I loved. You know, it didn't try, it didn't feel like it was, you know, it still felt like it was Star Wars. Yeah. It, you know, it wasn't trying to be too lofty or too, you know, clever. It was just felt like an 80s, sort of like a heist movie, but then Buddy Cop with Bill Burr in the um, what's the, the the transport thing that they have. What the materials that they're transporting? Oh, the Rhydonium. The Rhydonia. Is that um? Is that a thing yeah. we know about from canon, or is that a new? convenient explosive thing i think i think it's been i think it's been mentioned before but i couldn't tell you particularly where the 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 concept seemed familiar yeah i i felt like it had been used before somewhere or referenced but yeah um, I, I, I don't know what's the spoiler i don't know what point we get to oh okay well what i'll say is that um on the non-spoiler side I really enjoyed the landscapes we went to in this plant in this uh, episode, the two planets that we visit. Um, I, yeah. I enjoyed the locations. I got a very uh, Indiana Jones feel from yes. some of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and I, I dug that. I thought that was cool. Uh, I liked Bill Burr a lot more in this episode than I did last season. Oh, dude, um, some of his dialogue was just amazing. Yeah. Like, it, it, but also, like, well, a lot of it yeah. was like funny stuff, one-liners. But one thing he said that I wrote down here that it was obviously meant as comic relief, but it he made a valid point when he's like, you know, so what's up? Can you not take off your Mando helmet or can yeah. you just not show your face? Like, what's the deal here? And I think I think that's yeah. the point where, or a point where uh, Mando started, where he's kind of like, you know what? This whole helmet on all the time thing, maybe there's something to what Bo-Katan was saying here. Yeah, we see a moment earlier on yeah. in the episode where he wrestles with that because they when they're planning like how they're going to storm the... The, the, the base or the, the 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 plant or whatever um and it he there's a moment where he hesitates where they say you can't go in there with a mando suit on and the kind of camera just lingers on him for a moment it's like is he gonna just take it off there and then and they obviously it doesn't he keeps you keeps you waiting to see you know is he gonna have to do that at what point does he justify that if at all and bill burr just encapsulates that um with a lot, like you say, with a lot of his dialogue, I was actually when it started out, I was a little bit iffy on Bill. Was I just? He, do you guys have that word iffy, or did I just blow your minds? Anyway, no, um, no. <laughs> you're you're good. Iffy is weird. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Bill Burr's just cracking jokes, and it's just one-liners, and I was like, eh. you know, it just felt very by the books almost, but then. It pays off as we get further into the episode because we, we kind of see that he's actually, you know, he he's opening up, you know, conversation about like the, the law of the, the Mandalorians and the and the culture and stuff, but also kind of reveals a bit of his own backstory and develops his own character because we kind of realise that he's deflected a little bit because he kind of makes some slightly left field decisions throughout the episode, which really rounded him out and 
And his performance, as further we get into the episode, he's just he's really going 110. percent I loved him in this episode. I was not expecting to enjoy him so much to the point where I don't want to go too far ahead. But yeah, his character, the character uh, that he plays, has been humbled uh, a great deal since being captured. Now on this plane, I mean, you can, his demeanor, the way he talks, the way he looks, the way uh, you can tell that like the character has been humbled and is like, you know, I, you know, he, you just can tell dude that there's been a change in that person. Um, and not, and it wasn't one of those, oh, here's my opportunity to get out of this. So I'm going to act like I'm, you know, I'm going to play along to, you know, There wasn't any of that. You can tell that he he was sincere in helping them. Like, and he and as far as he knew, he was going to go back, but he was yeah. like, you know, screw it. And when he's like, you mean the little green guy? You know, yeah, I mean, he felt he that, it, dude. He knew what was going on, and he knew what that meant. And then, like you said, Dean, we get a little bit later on in his backstory, and you realize he clearly does know the difference between right and wrong. I'm glad you mentioned the um the morality because some of some some of the best Star Wars writing ever is in this episode where where he's talking about um you know it's all the same I believe something you believe something I'm from here you're from there there's no there's not really a right or a wrong and and you're kind of sitting there thinking yeah well you know an ex that's what an ex imperial probably would say but then to kind of really emphasize his point, they then get rescued by the TIE fighters. And obviously the TIE fighters aren't there to, to help Mando or to, to save the kid or to do anything. They're just doing what their job is. But because of the perspective of the situation that they're in, it just really reinforces kind of the point that Bill, just going to call him Bill, was making in this episode. I thought that was really well handled. And there was a little bit of like a hyped up celebration kick in the music at that point too. Uh, and then, and I found yeah. that very interesting because I'm a dark yeah. side guy anyway. Yeah. But in this show, I'm clearly rooting for the Mandalorian. But yeah. I found myself without even thinking about it. But because of the the circumstances uh, that they were in. And what I had just watched them go through, then that music, the like kind of victorious music kicks in. I found myself like, dude, like, like, dude, the stormtroopers, yes, dude, like, yeah, right, rescue man. Uh, and we it was real, them I, in that it's light like, at all. weird, dude. That, but they made me go that route, and I was like, wow, yeah. dude, that was cool. I had I the exact, exact same reaction where I was yeah. like. It, it, it well, I guess he got out of that transport and didn't put his helmet back on, though. Was that weird for you guys? He was the only stormtrooper in there without a, a little helmet. bit. Well, I a don't know what the rules are back then. We know what they are for the first order. You know, you don't take it off, but we don't know what it is back then. But you would assume if you're allowed to take it off and be that lax, then at least one person uh, in that in that area would have had their helmet off too. Yeah, that was a small thing that I did wonder. There's a couple of things with the internal logic that I found myself questioning a little bit, but it didn't take away no, at, not all. at all. And not going back to when they get back to the um, get to the base and seeing all the stormtroopers just like 
celebrating with each other and not because they've blown up a planet or you know killed the jedi hero or something like that but because you know their colleagues who they presume to be their colleagues did their job got back safely didn't blow up with the with the minerals you know and they just seemed just a real just a real pally atmosphere in that base it felt like that whole base felt like a rebel base but it was imperials it felt like when luke's getting back you know after the um blowing up the death star um except it's imperials protecting their their jobs <laughs> and i just thought that was a really weird juxtaposition um but it, you know it's cool i mean they're still stormtroopers so let's not let's not get soft but it was nice <laughs> Yes, I am keeping up. I'm I'm a couple seconds behind you guys. My internet is having all sorts of issues. Um, but yes, I, I agree with the, like, I found myself being like, oh, the stormtroopers are here. And then I went, hang on a second. <laughs> I, I shouldn't <laughs> well, be excited that they showed up, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, I love that I Boba Fett is just like, part of the crew like he's just I around that yeah like he's just like the pilot like every they've got like their sniper and their recon team and obviously mando and bill burr on, on the front lines i really love the ensemble feel to this episode and like i said earlier like the buddy cop vibe that we get inside of that as well and i'm going to say something really controversial and and i don't mean because i don't like the character or i want anything bad to happen to the character and I don't, and I do appreciate the stakes of what's happening to, or possibly happening with Grogu right now. But man, it was nice to not have him in this episode. It really was, and, and you know what? It was weird. But I, to be completely honest, I had completely forgotten about Baby Gogurt. I like completely forgot. I was so into little green guy and what we were watching. I forgot all about that little bastard. I love him. He's so cute, but I forgot about him. I, he, you know, I hadn't completely forgotten, but it was just refreshing to not have the obligatory, we're going to cut to Grogu's face every five minutes throughout the episode, you know, even when we don't really need to, just to kind of remind you where he is and that he's there. Um, it was just refreshing to kind of, you know, it was like you're a parent and you... you you got a babysitter and now we kind of get to go out and have this little adventure by ourselves and not have that element of responsibility, even though the long plan overall is to, you know, uphold that responsibility. But it was, you know, it could have easily, this episode could easily been bogged down with a really somberness, you know, because of what happened last episode, but we, we didn't get too caught up on that, which I thought, would irritate me because like, oh they're you know they don't even care but turns out i didn't even care so you're right hell yeah I'm kidding i care all right we we are going to go to break uh and we're gonna go for a bit of a longer break just because i need to see if i can fix my internet um and contribute but uh when we get back we will talk full spoilers and talk about the back half of the episode 
yeah we'll hear a couple promos and then we'll have our graphic on screen but yeah we'll be back in a sec Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SEN After Live, our SEN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian, Brett, and the rest of the crew talk about, and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SEN After Live channel. Talk to you then. Hopefully this is better. Here's uh, to be. I I I don't think it is because I there is there was still a gap in between what I said and and your guys's response. Um, but uh, I'm gonna kind of just say my piece and then I'll let you guys go on about it since I can't really interject. Uh, Understand normally. Um, yeah, but I I think that. That uh, welcome back, by the way. You guys should watch those shows; they're great. But I, uh, I think that the entirety, like the best part of the episode for me, was when they were in that break room. It was Mando taking off his helmet. I thought that was just uh, fantastic. They built it. I loved seeing Pedro Pascal. I thought he played the part extremely well. He was so stiff and awkward and weird. When that was on, I loved Bill Burr and his kind of. He's actually not an asshole. I mean, he's an asshole, but not that big of an asshole. And the action sequence was great. Outside of that stuff, this did not feel like a penultimate episode to me. I feel like if you'd stuck this episode earlier in the season, I would have... It's not the episode I have a problem with. It's it's placement in the season order. Because I feel like after... We just kept... We've been building, 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 and then it felt like we just took a dip before the end and obviously we're going to go back in for the ending but um that was my main gripe with the episode was i went i was done with it and i was like that was, it's a good episode of a tv show i don't know if its placement was great fair mm-hmm. enough man. Yeah. the last two episodes were pretty hectic though i mean we wasn't expecting nearly as much plot and action and you know various things that as we got we like we was expecting last week's to be I guess a slow episode, so we we get it here, and it's a bit of a sharper turn than than we expected. But I love the um, the, felt like Inglorious Bastards when they're in the cafeteria. Oh, you dick! That's what I was gonna bring that up. You <laughs> <laughs> well, Jay, 
just I'm so happens that I also have a gun pointed at your balls. I noticed that at like three forty <laughs> in the morning when I saw it, and I'm like, dude, that's my thing. That's like that's my thing. I'm gonna bring to the table tomorrow night. It's gonna be like, dude, that scene when they're at the table was like in Glorious Bastards when they're in that bar, and it was awesome. You dick. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Don't Dude, it's great. Yeah, it, awesome. it, so good. There was a lot of like war movie kind of tropes going on in this one. But like I say, it didn't feel too locked into one genre. It just felt like a broad, broader action thing with this weird, like tense period in the middle there. I will say this though: they're in a cafeteria, right? And really, that's where the term. They, there's a terminal in the cafeteria. With I the coordinates was, to the main boss man's whereabouts, and it's yeah. just in the cafeteria where everyone's just drinking. Oh, hey, I'm just going to get drunk and drunk call the boss. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> hey, Morph Gus! <laughs> Dark Saber! <laughs> I don't care what Bring you do, kid, I still love you. <laughs> Bring the kid around. We want to say hi. Where's the kid? Put him on camera. Make Put him on the, the camera. <laughs> I would love they, they to call Jeff. baby Gogur, um to call him Walt Jr. Uh, in in like a an out an outtake or something like a blooper reel. That would be great. Anyway, hey hey Gogur, yeah. throw Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I was um. Well, okay, on my first viewing, for whatever reason, I missed the part where Bill Burr told him that, like, it has to scan your face to get the info. I missed that. So when he took off his helmet, for me, I was like, I had no setup that that was even possibly going to happen. Like, I was like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, but then on the second viewing, I was like, oh, okay, okay. And, and... And, but then it, it meant even more uh, when I when I heard him say that because I was like, okay, dude, he's like he's gonna do this. Like, is he really gonna do this? And not just um, in front of Bill Burr, but you know, like there's there's a, there's a whole bunch of people around, and you can you know he he conveys so much just in the expression. You know, you don't you can see that it's not a light decision that's being made. However, it's a little bit contrived because. If you're going to have a face scanner as a means of accessing the computer terminal, surely it would only work for people who work there that already have their face in the system. I was wondering and, how such a low-level stormtrooper would be able to gain access like that, dude, to that yeah. kind of... You know, it didn't bother me that much, but it, it kind of, you know, it kind of did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Imagine you work at a nuclear power plant and it's just cafeteria, com computer terminal in the corner, you know, and we're just going to let you be able to any load. The janitor can just access the, the plutonium storage yeah. code or whatever. It just seems... Yeah. As long as we can scan his face and know who he is. Then yeah, as long as we can see his face and then we can... We don't even need to it. confirm that he's actually a part of our group or anything like that. Just as long as we have a face, just any old face, it doesn't yeah. matter. As long as you've got a face, you're okay with us. It's the people who haven't got faces that we can't trust here at the Empire. Yeah. 
Well, see, I, because, yeah, it just, yeah. But anyway, it, it didn't take away anything for me, but those are all valid things I thought of too. And if they use face scanners, it's like a general kind of authentication thing in, in, within the Empire. What did Darth Vader do? Well, yeah. Darth Vader needs to use the, the, the staff bathroom. And it, it's like... You have a force swipe, like it was just a pad, and he would just run his hand in front of it, and it would just open whatever he wanted to get into. I don't know. I I think if something tried to stop Vader, I I think if something tried to stop Vader, they needed to replace that object in a couple hours. Yeah, Uh, because I think I don't think he'd take that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to enter the room. I'm not taking all my this. This helmet is like my grandfather's. I'm not taking it. Open the door. (laughs) <laughs> Let me in. Uh, one he, thing I was kind of disappointed about. Uh, I want to throw no grief, Karga. I I was like, where's where's the it. boy? I didn't expect him to be on on this mission. To be honest, yeah, I didn't think of it. I mean, I he he's running things. I guess. I mean, yeah. he's like the yeah. chief of police. The only ones there to keep things together. They both can't leave. Yeah, you'd think so. She's I guess that's it. true. Like, do you think by the time she gets back to that planet, just everything's just gone back to shit again? Like, well, That'd be you hilarious. Had job, you had the job for one week, Kara, and you abandoned your post, and now we've gone back 10,000 years in progress. I hope you're happy with yourself. Good job. No yeah. spin-off for you. Kara was in the thumbnail again this week as well, random. Yes, it was. It's like, yeah, it's, it looks like she's definitely going to be in that uh, Rangers of the New Republic show. And again, um, you know, getting I, into that other stuff, yeah. I think they, uh, I think in my mind, they set Bill Burr up to be in that show too. Um, but and I, and I was surprised. I thought that they were going to set it up even more by having him go with her, with them and leave and stay yeah, with Tara. But I'm Tara, Tara, whatever. Totally surprised that he didn't go with them. I was that. I was fully on board with and expecting that to happen. And not only does he not go with them, he doesn't go anywhere. So he's just broken into a facility, stolen data, murdered a bunch of people, and now he's just going to hang out there with his helmet off. Like, uh, what's but according, he's dead. And according to the records now, he died there. So who would go there to look for him being alive? No, I mean, the people who are already there, whose base he just blew up. You know, oh, he, he, oh, they didn't they kill everyone. as if the base was completely gone. And, and, and it was like the whole thing didn't blow up. The main structure was still there when they flew off. But, yeah, that is a valid point, yes. Yeah. And even if they did kill every Imperial or Stormtrooper in that base or on that planet. Now he's just stuck there with no ship. He's a resourceful like, cat. I can buy that as far as like he's he's proven he's resourceful in my mind, dude. Yeah. I think he'd be just fine. I think he was probably he seemed a little excited to like be stranded. Guess, you know, he's, he's not he's like, dude, guys, I can go, dude. This is awesome. Yeah, I'm just going to vacate nice on this planet with all these dead bodies that I just murdered. You know, that's fine. Um, I think it's more that I'm just really hoping, because I really went on the journey with him. Like I say, it went from being, like, annoying and, you know, like, is he, is he trying, are they trying too hard to make him the comic relief to 
bringing it full circle when he talks about when he's talking to the um the officer and he starts talking about the um that battle that he was at and he's just like was it for the you know who was that for the good of you know it's just yes. ten thousand dead people for nothing you know they haven't got their freedom you know and then just watching him make that turn was really satisfying He's definitely going to be in that uh, that Cara Dune spinoff, man. Because I think one, his backstory uh, set that up was another element that set it up. Because in then in this Rangers show, you'll have uh, uh, um, you'll have Kara who's from the uh, the old Republic or whatever it's called. I can't remember at the time, but she's a good guy and went through shit. And all of her people, her planet was destroyed. She lost everyone. You got Bill Burr, who was on the Imperial side, like 10,000 of his fellow men were all wiped out and they were all killed. And they both like have this disdain for the Empire um, for the same reasons, almost kind of. Uh, but they were both from opposites. I, that to me, that's that's killer dynamic, man. Yeah. If, and if yeah, that show I, is like so, Bishop Vibe, I'm down for that, which I think it might be. So. With Rangers of the New Republic, right? I so talking about it as without getting into all the Twitter stuff, right? Right. Purely like for the quality of the show. Yeah, yeah. I hope that Cara Dune is a secondary character in it, just because I don't think she can lead a show. Um, I think she's Sorry. good supporting on this show, but every time I see her on screen, she's fine supporting. I I don't think she can lead a show. She had um, one of the worst line deliveries in this episode. Which, yeah, um, so I'm I'm hoping. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, the, the line, cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> when she says um, something about, I would say you look good in that, but I'd be lying or something like that. It was just like the corniest yeah. like action yeah. movie goof line ever. But anyway... Yeah, I, I hope that she's in it as a as a recurring character or as a supporting character. Maybe not not a recurring character, a supporting character, because I want her to be there. Because I do enjoy the character, but I do not think that she can lead a show on her own. I think Bill Burr actually would be a great lead. Um, he was really good in this episode. I want to touch on the thing he was talking about, uh, Operation Cinder, because that's exactly. a reference to the Battlefront Two campaign. Oh, yes, uh, in the Battlefront cool. Two campaign you play through Operation Cinder and that's what causes your character to switch sides from Empire to Rebel. And it's literally these giant like space station lasers that they just blast into the ground and blow up cities with. Wow. It is oh, horrific. Um, that's so cool to think and, that you could have been playing that game and Bill Burr would, could have been the character running next to you, theoretically, <laughs> you know? Retroactively. Yeah, I do think they say that they... They used it on a different planet than the planet you're on in the, because this was they used it on a bunch of planets. It wasn't a one and done thing. There was like a dozen planets. They were going to use it on Naboo, but Leia stopped them. Um, but yeah, so I, I hope she's a recurring character in Rangers of the New Republic because uh, I do enjoy the character. I don't think she can carry the show on. Um, so no, I'm, I'm hoping we have a bit of a stronger lead. I'm with yeah. you there, but I think it's going to be an ensemble cast. I think so. so. Like, you know, like a West Wing type thing yeah. where there's going to be a group yeah. of people who were who will equally share the. But I do think Bill Burr is definitely okay. going to. Yeah. 
I don't know if Bill Burr would be the oh, lead. I don't so know good. if I'd see that. I, I think he, based on his performance in this, I think he could carry it. I don't know if everyone yeah. would feel that way. And I don't know if Bill Burr necessarily wants to commit to being a full-time... <laughs> Probably not. Thing. Probably not. Right. I, I, get, I get the feeling that he, that's not, you know, it's just, just a fun thing for him to pop in and do. I do think this, this episode was maybe kind of, in a similar way to the Ahsoka episode, was a backdoor pilot for the Rangers show. I, I, I could imagine that it would have a very similar vibe, you know, kind of band of brothers going around liberating small towns or bases or blowing up bases or, you know. I don't know who the I don't know who the lead would be if not Kara or is it Mayfield? Let me say is it Mayfield. I'm terrible with the character names. Um, yeah. Unless it's Luke. But yeah, so maybe would, would you introduce a new main character in that show? Uh, it just would feel weird because you've already got these established characters that would potentially overshadow any lead they try and set up in that show again we don't know anything really just more yeah. speculation right that, now oh, I mean you've got me more just from this conversation I was, uh, sorry I'm I, this delay is killing me um uh my theory right now, from what they said about Rangers of the New Republic, uh, Ahsoka, and The Mandalorian, is they said that those three shows were going to culminate in an event series. Um, I have a feeling that Rangers of the New Republic, I, I, I'm wondering if Hera's going to be in it. Uh, oh, I think awesome. these shows are becoming the Rebels sequel. I yeah. think now that Ahsoka's got her own show... I think Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic, much like Rebels started off as one thing and kind of became the Clone Wars successor later on, I think these shows started as one thing and now they're becoming the Rebels' successor. I think the thing they're all leading to is Thrawn. I think all three series are going to independently pick up the pieces of what came from Rebels before and then carry them through to the final showdown with Thrawn. Uh, that is okay. my theory right now as to what's going to happen. But you think who knows? Thorn, you think the Thrawn thread is gonna entwine with the the Mandalorian throne and that the hair to the Mandalorian? I mean, that's all got a kind of. You yeah. would assume that that's kind of the nexus where they would all kind of come in, and maybe Thrawn would try and manipulate because his whole thing is studying cultures, right? And what better culture to, to yeah. A bad guy to study than the Mandalorian culture sees that there's these different sects and these different, you know, splinter groups, and then he tries to play them off against each other for his own bigger plan, which would probably be set up in the Ahsoka show or across all three, like you say. Uh, I'm I'm down for it. You know, maybe a more successful version of what Netflix did with the Defenders. You know, it sounds like what they're doing. I think so. And I don't, I think the setup for the defenders was fine. It was more just the execution when they got to that. But um, yeah, so something like that, I'm definitely down for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drawing do they... theories from right now, uh, yeah. which we don't know a whole lot, I, I would think that maybe where this is going to culminate is uh, the Mandalorian part of the show is going to be. Din Djarin and like Bo-Katan and, and maybe even Boba Fett reuniting the Mandalorians to help the New Republic 
fight Thrawn. Uh, I think Ahsoka is going to find Thrawn and Ezra and all that. I think the New Republic show is going to be about the New Republic. And then the Mandalorians we're going to get in this show. And it's all going to come together in one climactic fight. That would yeah. be awesome. Do you, you think that one climactic fight will happen inside of the Mandalorian show? Or do you think it'll be like a separate no. like event miniseries kind of thing, like the Defenders? From what Kathleen Kennedy said yesterday, I would lean towards it being its own event series. It sounded like it was going to be its own thing, not in any of the shows. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, I'm fucking... They call that, you know, you, you, how much do you think they... You think they take stuff from the um, Thrawn trilogy and, and, and all of that stuff? Can they work a lot of that stuff in there, do you think? I think they're probably going to repurpose the Thrawn trilogy. But I think they're gonna take the the Thrawn parts of it. I don't think we're gonna see Luke or any of them. I think all Luke, Leia, Han, all the, their parts of the Thrawn trilogy, I think, are gonna be replaced with like Ezra oh, and Ahsoka uh, and the Mandalorian. They're yeah. gonna kind of take those spots again. We're two seasons into what seems like we know there's at least three seasons of shows coming before this event because we have Rangers of the New Republic, we have Ahsoka, and we have another season of Mando at the least. Who knows how many seasons those other shows will get? Who knows how many more seasons Amanda will get? So this is a ways off. And who knows what's going to develop in the meantime. But where we are at now, i that's kind of what I think is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, forgot to mention the best part of this episode. Yes! Oh, we yeah. got the seismic yes. charge! That yes. was awesome. Oh, sure, it's coming a mile away. But <laughs> You must be losing your mind. I was so excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, before we before we get out of here, the one last little reference that I wanted to point out, it's it's a tiny thing, but they mentioned the ISB, which is a thing in Rebels, the Imperial Security Bureau, um, and something that has become more prevalent in the wider Star Wars canon since Rebels. But uh, I just love whenever they reference something from outside. So I, I heard... It's run by an excess I or former ISB stuff or and I was like, oh, I know that word. Um but yeah, yeah that's I all I've got for this episode. Else. I was trying to work out the um I was trying to figure out what the letters were standing for in my head. It's like that irritable bowel syndrome. Um <laughs> it, it was fine. Um one before we wrap up, the very end of this episode, is mm -hmm. it weird for him to just kind of call in and telegraph that he's come in with the element of surprise not of being an advantage? So my first thought when I watched it was that's not Mando. That is somebody else speaking as Mando. And then it clicked once he was done. I went, oh shit. He just repeated yep. exactly what Gideon said to him the first time they met oh. back at him. And that fucking that, no, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, that's fucking yeah. him. That's fucking him, dude. He literally said the exact same thing that Gideon said when he first landed at the end of last season, and he just shot it back at Gideon. And I was like, okay, so this is fucking great. For him, to, for him to go in there and have that kind of, you know, confidence to to take a shot like that, you've got to assume that they've already figured out whatever their plan is going to be. They know where he is. Yes. So uh, they know what ship he's on. Um. So I guess they can you know, get the blueprints or whatever. So you, it's got to be something 
he's got to have a really good idea of what they want to do to to to, to announce it. You know, we're coming I, for I you. Bo-Katan and her crew are going to be back next week to help them for sure. I'd love think, that. I'd. Yeah, go Bill ahead. Burr comes back next week. You think he might make? Not next. Or week. Or you think we're done with Bill Burr for this season? Who, for this who comes season, back yeah, next week? Bo-Katan and her crew comes back for sure. Um, I I think that that's probably it as far as comes back. I mean, obviously, Kara's going to stay with him. Kara, Kara, whatever. She's going to stay with yeah. him and see it through. Um, Boba Fett and uh, fuck the other chicks. They're going to see it through. I think it'll be Boba. Fennec. Yes, Boba Fennec, uh, uh, Mandalorian, uh, Dune, and then... Uh, Bo-Katan and her two people in her crew. Yeah. And Fennec's going to be in Bad Batch as well. That was a fun development. Yes, we saw her in the Bad Batch trailer. Um, So, I agree that uh, Bo-Katan's going to help eventually. I don't think she's helping next episode. I think it's Boba Fett. I think it's Fennec. I think it's Kara and Mando going in. And I think you're exactly right, Dean. They are confident. Because let's be real, things have gone very well for them so far. They lost the child, but that's really the only loss they've had. Over how long? They keep doing well for the most part. I think they're going in overconfident. I think they're about to get their asses handed to them next episode. And I think they're going to need to call in reinforcements next season. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Bo-Katan's going to show up back. yet. No. They're not getting – I don't no. think they're ever going to get them back. You think I we're think we're going to get like a, him back, dude. Like an Empire yeah. Strikes Back kind of ending to this season, where they're kind of left I, in disarray. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. But don't you think Boba Fett makes forget. it out of this season? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, There's I think no way they this. bring um, Boba Fett back um, and be like he can't. He lived from the Sarlacc pit just to kill him off. I like, thought that, but the 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 more this episode went on, I was thinking they're kind of like just checking. Boba Fett boxes and you know they're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna have to raise the stakes somehow because like you say they have pretty you know they they've been smooth smooth sailing for the most part apart from the end of last episode and we've not had nobody's died you know apart from stormtroopers and who gives a shit about stormtroopers you know yeah. somebody's gonna somebody's gonna get it yeah, and uh, so, Boba Fett would be on the top of that list. I think, unfortunately, I don't want it. Uh, no matter what, happens, yeah. I still think Mando's going to end up with Slave One. However, it happens, whether it's yeah. Boba Fett <laughs> yeah. it to him or uh, Boba Fett dies and and, and passes it. However, it happens, I think Mando uh, Slave One is going to be Mando's new ship. Yeah, he needs a ship. Uh, I think we are going to get an Empire Strikes Back ending next week, but again. Uh, Empire Strikes Back ends on an upbeat note. Uh, it's the very end of it, but the very end of Empire is them standing there looking at the rebel fleet back together. Ha- Lando and Chewie are off to do their thing. He puts his arm around Leia. Like it's it's a bad situation that, but there's hope on the horizon. And I think we're gonna get the exact same thing at the end of this season. I think uh, I don't think anybody's gonna die. If I were writing it, I'd kill somebody. I think somebody should die in this uh, attempt to free Baby Yoda, um, Baby Gogurt. But I don't really think they're going to do it. 
But I think they're not going to get baby Gogurt back. I think they're going to escape just barely with their lives. And then the Jedi that Gogurt contacted is going to show up. And that's going to be the hope is now we've got a Jedi with us. That's going to help. And we have another shot at getting this right. Do we think that Jedi is going to be Luke or is it going to be the character from order 66 game? I'm hoping it's the character from the game. It could be Luke. I mean, Sebastian Stan's already working with him. I don't Luke think they very sense. well. Luke makes sense given yeah. the timeline and what Luke's doing. Yeah. But uh, but then again, I, I will say, it would be really cool if it was the, the character from, from Order 66. It's, that dude is a great, great actor, man. I would love yeah. to playing that live action. He's the thing. Let's just He's assume great. that you want to assume that you want to tease that character at the end that whoever comes up to the stone right we're going to probably see somebody in a hood and we're going to want to give some kind of clue as to who it is if we just see like a human hand coming out of the hood you know we, we, it's, it's not really much of a cliffhanger i think the only you you see a black hand or a metal hand and everyone instantly knows you know and you know, not just because it's luke but you know just in terms of you know kind of setting up things in the writing and stuff like that if we just see a hand and a hood you know we're not we're just going to be i don't know that's just going to lead to a too much speculation for next year and then we're going to get disappointed i think we're going to see a back shot of the person that it is if if it's not cal if it's cal i think we just see cameron monaghan um if it's somebody else i think we see the back of them enough to know from like the figure who it is but yeah. not enough that they would have had to actually cast anybody That's and shoot them. um yeah i i think <laughs> that cal would make the most sense also cal has a really interesting ability uh i don't remember what it's called That's but he thing. has an ability where he can touch an object yes he can touch an object and through the force he can see its history wow. um he does it in the game where the bad guy uh uh um second sister throws her lightsaber to him and he catches it and it fucking debilitates him because he flashes back to all the horrible things that have been done around this lightsaber what? and he's like on the ground in pain um and it's 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 a great but that might come in handy with baby yoda if he can maybe use that ability with a person he might be able to see baby yoda's past um and we get a flashback so, of the um the temple and the escape and that stuff yeah, and then you guys will know that maybe, I'm right, that, that he was trained by Palpatine. And, and maybe we see Hayden Christensen since he's back for Obi-Wan. I yes. hope, well, they got him. I hope he's in Ahsoka, and I hope he's in uh, whatever they can fit him into. Whatever you can They're fit that man into in flashbacks, you fit him stuff. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Or even Why just put him in one of those chambers and scan his body, and then we've got we've got Hayden Christensen's body for life, oh. and we can just digitally insert him into you know, everything. You know how with Stan Lee, they just shot like 20 cameos so yeah, that they exactly. would have them? Just do the same thing with Hayden Christensen while he's on set for Obi-Wan. Just shoot 20 cameos, and we'll, we'll put him in wherever we can fit him. Yep. Um, <laughs> But I think for now, that's the episode. Highly anticipating next week. Uh, it will be the final episode of this season. Um, I I don't know if we'll do anything for Bad Batch. I guess that's the next Star Wars show coming up. But uh, we'll have to talk that? about it. Uh, we don't have you a day yet, but it's... De- it's it, 
it'll be sometime next year. And I think that's the only show coming out next year besides Mando at the very end. Mm, right so, on. um, well, like, yeah, we I, I mean, like, beginning of the year, like we got Clone Wars last year. It last year or this year? I am not sure. Clone Wars was is like this... April, right? Yeah. It was after the rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So it's like, um, but yeah, maybe oh, like, wait, where can the people? Oh yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, maybe we get like into a pattern of, you know, beginning of the year, we get the animated series and then in tail end of the year, we get the next live action series. They, they might have a plan like that, or it might just be random. Be cool. <laughs> we'll, yep. we'll find but, out. Uh, um, but yeah, well, y'all can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J. W-A-D-E-1134. You can also find uh, my bio uh, there, has other shows I'm on. And also, while you're at it, please, please go and subscribe to the uh, Jcast Network channel on YouTube. And also follow the Jcast Network on Twitter. Got a brand new Schmodown show for those of you who know what the movie trivia Schmodown is. Uh, brand new uh, uh, Schmodown show coming up starting tomorrow called Speaking of Schmodown. I'm Dean. You get me Dean. on Dean Lewis 2099 on Twitter and all the shows that he just said, apart from the Rose Run, because we don't have that show. <laughs> That's it. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. All the podcasts I do are in my bio. And you guys can find this show and others on the Merc with the Movie Blog podcast feed, which can be located on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Radio Public Breaker, and Overcast. You guys can follow Merc with the Movie Blog on Twitter at Movie Blog Merc. Next Week, Friday, 6.30 p.m., the final episode of Hey Mando Season 2. Be there, or I guess don't. We publish this as a podcast as well. You can listen to it if you want to. Uh, I can't force you to be here, but we'd love it if you were. So uh, until next time. <laughs>